0: Welcome, Church Doug Hunter, the elders, this podcast of sermons and Bible studies. This is Mike Shoemate's morning sermon from January 12, 2020. It is from a series on sharing your faith practically. The sermon is titled Knowing Who Jesus Is and uses John 1 1 14 as the focus text. For the uh, last two weeks, because of the new year, we've been talking about how people change. We looked at Jesus and the woman at the well. And how she went from being a woman who had been married five times and now had a love lover to somebody that was out proclaiming you gotta hear this guy but what about us so i'm going to talk for the next two or three weeks about how to practically share your faith what are the practical things we need to do what are the the very practical things that each one of us should be working on if we're going to share our faith. The year is 1977. And Ronald Reagan, who was president then, looked to George Shultz to be the Secretary of State. George Shultz had been a prominent Republican in in so many different ways. And so when he got the task of being Secretary of State, nobody blinked an eye. Maybe they should have. Because every new ambassador who hadn't been out in the field had to go to George Shultz's office and received a two-hour grilling. Now, some of it was necessary because what What's okay in this country if you do it in another country it's not okay it means something totally different to them so he'd grill them for that two hours and everybody hated two hours of all that and then he got ready to end it he would reach behind him and take the globe off of a table put it on his desk and spin it And he would tell this young, new ambassador, point to your country. Seems simple enough. But every one of them failed, except one. His name was Mike Mansfield. And just as prominent as George Shultz was in the Republic Party, Mike Mansfield was in the Democratic Party. He had been in Congress and served there. He'd been in the Senate. And he retired and Ronald Reagan called him and said, I want you to be the new ambassador to Japan. Mike Mansfield had never been an ambassador, so he headed out. He had heard about the, the two hour grilling, and sure enough, it was a two hour grilling. The penalty for, for not being able to point out your country was another 45 minute grilling. And so he takes his globe and he spins it, and he says, Point to your country. Mike Mansfield turned it just a bit and pointed to the United States and gave George Shultz a 15-minute lecture about why that would always be his country. It so impressed George Shultz that when he was asked to do public speaking somewhere, he would talk about what Mike Mansfield had told him about his allegiance to the United States of America. Would you bow bow with me as we pray? Father, we come this morning asking you to help us open our minds and hearts to what you have said in your word that we see it and we understand it and that we're willing to do whatever you want us to because our final home according to Philippians 3.20 is is in heaven with you that's where our citizenship is I ask that you help me get out of the way So that people can see you in Jesus name. Amen. I'll be in John chapter 1 most of the morning. I've got a few places to jump. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. He was through him. All things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light. So that through him all men might believe He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. A true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own. But his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. When I started planning this series, I thought, what is, what is the most practical thing you need before you go out and start telling people about Jesus? And the most practical thing I can come up with is You need to know who he is. Now for some of you, you hear this and it's okay. It's just, you have zero problems striking up conversations. You've never met a stranger in your life. It's the kind of person that, that will jump up to you and shake hands with you and say, glad to see you. There are those people that can do it. I found something out, guys. This comes from the wisdom of my wife. We were at a restaurant and one of the ladies said, let's go to the bathroom. And every lady out of four couples went to the bathroom together. So that struck up my conscience a little bit. And I said, why do you all go to the bathroom together? And Sue says, we talk. They they want to talk so bad and communicate so bad that they have to go and, I call it the herd. They get the herd up to go to the bathroom together. And they come out together. And that is foreign to men. She asked me what we do. We said we well, I do what we went in, I went in there to do and then I get out, but you don't even make eye contact. But it would be the women here who just like to talk to people. And some of you sit back and say, I don't have any trouble. I can talk to anybody, anytime, place." Boy, you are blessed if you have that. But there are some of us. We would rather hide under the table than talk to somebody we don't know real well. And sometimes we would like to hide under the table to people we do know very well. So how do you get those people on the same length? John helps us a whole lot. In the beginning, stop there. Literally, this is written in a tense in the original language. The New Testament was written in Greek. And so it it has tenses that take special meaning on words. And this beginning is written in a tense that is saying, in a beginning, which really had no beginning, that it just always was. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was God. He uses the idea of word because there's a group of people going around named the the Gnostics who really believe heavily in philosophy and what the word says. Now he says, listen, that word let me tell you what that word if it's true brings. It brings you in contact with God. God. So don't go by the philosophy, go to get the God who was with God in the beginning which had no beginning. Through him all things were made and without him nothing was made that has been made. When I was younger this verse used to throw me because I thought there was just God sitting down there and making man and then you come to chapter 1 verse 26 and he says let us make man in our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air over the livestock over all the earth and all the creatures that move along the ground what does he mean let us and let them be in our image Well, what he's talking about is there were some other beings that were there. The first is the Holy Spirit. That's found in the second verse of chapter 1 of Genesis. But it said in John, the word that was with God was there during the creation of everything. It's not the only place it says it. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven, things on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. Now notice, he's the image of the invisible God. This isn't God the Father sitting down making people. Now this is purely my way of looking at it. I kind of see them all sort of in a circle and God's saying, give me that kidney. You put the kidney in or or give me those lungs and he sticks the lungs in and he does that all the way through but all three are there. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And everything that we see being created was created by the three of them. They were there. And God doesn't want the people to miss that fact. So he sends John. Because it's in Jesus that there's Life and the light was the light of men but there was also darkness on earth I like the ESV here a little better than I like the NIV because it says the darkness has not overcome it it didn't overcome the light it tried the darkness that they were in, the world was in a mess, and they tried really hard to hold on. From Herod sending the troops in to kill every baby in Bethlehem that was two years old and under, to the end when the chief priests of the Sanhedrin made up charges to take him to Pilate so he would be crucified. They tried but He still came, and he didn't let that over. Coming, it was the time. It was through the our fathers by the prophets that he spoke to us by his Son, whom appeared, all, whom he appointed heir of all things. Now underline this verse, verse two. Through whom also he created the world. That's another one of these times where it says the three of them were there. So when you start talking about Jesus, you're talking about a person that was equal to God in the beginning. You're talking about three beings co-equal in power, in planning, in setting up what we must be. It's called the doctrine of the Trinity. It just means there are three beings that work together and have always worked together. And they still do. There came this man who was sent from God. His name was John. This is John the Baptist. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man who is coming into the world. The world before Jesus was a tough place to be. Things like justice, it wasn't known in a lot of nations. Things like caring or somebody standing up and trying to look for the rights of others, that didn't happen. But Jesus comes and when Jesus comes, It's John who points him out. He calls him the Lamb of God that will take the sins away from the earth. You could use the word darkness for sins and it works. Jesus came to correct that vision of life that we were living. We were going downhill fast and Jesus comes to turn us around. He was in the world. The world was made through him. The world did not recognize him. He came to his own. And his own did not receive him. Jesus was an Israelite, born from the line of David. They had all the scriptures they needed to be able to point to him when he hit earth and say, there he is. But they didn't use them. They didn't read them. They didn't want a a heavenly place where your citizenship was. They wanted Israel to rule the world. And Jesus wasn't preaching, we need to revolt and overthrow Rome and then we can rule the world. The world didn't accept him either, even though he made the world. It had gone so far the other way. Somebody standing for truth and righteousness just didn't seem to fit. Yet, there were some who received him and believed in his name and he gave them the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural scent nor human decision or a husband's will but born of God. This is a spiritual thing that happens. People born of God have God living on the side of them. And if he's in the, inside of you he changes you into a new person. It was hard to get him to see. And only a small segment did see while he was here, the world became flesh and made his dwelling among us, and we have seen his glory the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The being that had all the power to make our world became flesh and lived with all the limitations that we have. So take down your globe And spin it. And tell me where your citizenship is. For us, God says it's in heaven. And we need to be talking about where we're going and how to get there. That even though you live in Titusville, a small little town, there's a direct road to heaven through Jesus. That's the basics. If you repent of your sins and you are baptized for the remission of those sins, God says, that you can be his. Now repentance is a fancy word to say. We, we live pretty selfishly. We want what we want. And we go after it. When you repent you say. I'm going to try to do what God wants. You won't get it perfect. Nobody does. That's why he gives us grace. And then you're immersed. In water. And when you're immersed in water. As you're there. At What moment exactly, I don't know. But God gives you his spirit to start the change. And it makes such a big difference in life. So if you want to take advantage of the word becoming flesh, won't you let us help why together we stand and sing?